Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. As you know, we are facing extreme censorship alongside many other truth seekers out there. If you want to support the show, please go over to mattbelair.com and sign up to the email list. Join the Academy for exclusive and censorship-free content. Become a patron, and most importantly, consider doing three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. Today's guest is the founder of Solutions Empowerment and is well-versed in natural law. Welcome back to the show, Mark Patelik. Thanks, Matt, and thanks for having us back again. I, yeah. I really, en really enjoy networking with proactive people, and I think between us all, we'll find not only multiple solutions, but multiple tiers of solutions, and that's what we're about. You know, I've been around 21 years now and focused on solutions. Um, in the early days, uh, people, I, I, I listen, and when people have a problem, you know, oh, I've got a big tax bill or I've got a massive credit card debt or whatever it is, uh, I'd ask them, you want some help with that? And I just found that I was very good at getting things settled for people. So that led then to basically full-time work for now for 21 years without promotion. And, you know, I'm helping people at the ground level and for a long, long time. We've got thousands and thousands of successes, but the problem I found was that it wasn't changing the system. You know, we've got 25 million people here in Australia. If you help a few thousand people, you, you don't put a dent in anything. So I thought, how can we get to the masses? So in 2009, I thought, let's get a website going. Well, it was only a year ago <laughs> when we, we got it going, but since then, I thought with a website, uh, it would stop me being overwhelmed by people who approach me for help. I knock back that much work, I, I can't do it. But the website has only made it worse because people come in there from all over the world now and they want all the documents, which are in English, of course. So we've got many documents, you know, we've got processes for Canada, um, America, UK, New Zealand and Australia. but. We're approached by Asian countries. We're approached by virtually all the European countries. They want it all in their, their um, local language, and I can't do that. So I now work just about 24-7, and I'm trying to retire. <laughs> but anyway, we're getting there. But um, I, I think the only way we're going to overturn the tyranny is if, firstly, People work together as teams or in communities, but everyone needs to do things at an individual level, but they also can come together as a group or as a team at a localised region, maybe even at a state or national region. I know over there you've got provinces, so at a provincial region. Uh, and that's what our um, non-consent processes are doing. But we have, other, we have 32... Um, recorded webinars, each on its own subject matter, and another about 20 to be done. We, we cover all sorts of things, you know, how to hold your position, how to stop uh, being walked over by the system, how to address police, how to address court, how to never pay tax again, how to bypass parasites, how to discharge all your debts, 
just a whole bunch of issues which can free the individual up. So there are things that people can do all over the world where you can have a much better quality of life with no debt. So whatever you earn, you can learn to leverage as a leverage module as well. Some of my former acquaintances were self-made billionaires. And so I learned some of those skills and tricks to leverage very quickly. But I've not applied it much in my life because I'm so, I mean, we have, we have more than I need. I'm comfortable. I don't need to work. But my focus is on trying to help the, the earth, you know, help people, help my neighbor, sow lots of seeds. Hopefully the spirit convicts them. But there are ways of opening people's minds up. And our website is now doing that. Um, we're attracting some very, very high caliber people. And it's opening a lot of doors for us. But on, a, on an individual level, if, if people don't express in some format that they're not happy with something, some good examples are 5G, for example. A lot of people know it's a weaponized system and it can alter your genetic makeup. It can be used to kill you or to disable you, or let's say vaccination, another uh, very common popular issue at the moment. <clears throat> a lot of people are waking up and realize that vaccinations are unnatural. We have an immune system that was created to protect us and vaccinations only compromise it. Now, not everybody's aware of it, granted, and I respect that people have the right to, to free choice. So if people wish to be vaccinated or they don't wish to travel because the law says now there's legislation, you can't travel while there's a lockdown. I respect that. But nobody other than my creator can tell me what to do. They can show me what's available, just like I can show everybody else what's available. It's their choice what they do. I have no right to dictate to anybody neither does the establishment or the authorities or government, whatever you want to call it, neither do they have authority to dictate to you what, uh, what they want you to do unless you're a slave. And by agreement, most people have agreed to be a slave. When, when you don't express that you're a man or a woman, it's presumed that you're dead and that you're a slave. You're a creature of statute. When somebody says to you, have you got some ID? Matt, have you got some ID? Oh, yeah, I've got this license here. Is that you? Yeah. You've agreed to be the name on a piece of ID, which is not you. But you have agreed. The offer was, is that you? The acceptance was, yeah, it is. Now you've agreed to be a creature of statute, whether it's a citizen person, resident, driver, road user. That's terminology in the road legislation in this country, you see. When you know the taxpayer, rates payer, when you know these things, then you can take action to bypass a parasitical system of pirates. So our, our website is educating people now. We're getting results all over the world where people are flying from overseas in into a country and bypassing the quarantine requirements for two weeks. For example, here in Australia, it's nearly $4,000 to be quarantined and you pay. 
Well, you don't have to be quarantined, but you have to know what your rights are. Or when we go from hot zones to cold zones, you know, you're supposed to, you need passes. Well, no, you don't need passes, or depending on who you are. If you're a man or woman, you don't need a pass. You don't need consent. You don't need permission. If you're a creature of statute, a citizen, a resident, not a national in, in America or anywhere else, so Canada or Australia, you're a national, but it's a, a man or a woman, then you can do as you will, as you see fit. But if you're a creature of statute, you must comply with legislation. And I think I mentioned on the last podcast about three areas of jurisprudence, which is law. You've got legislation or statute, acts and codes, man-made. You've got the rules of the common law, which are also man-made, by the way, but different jurisdiction. Some people say our oh, common law is superior to legislation or statute, and the lawyers will say the other way around. No, they're both wrong. They're just two different jurisdictions and they don't meet. They can't meet. There is one jurisdiction which is clearly superior and prevails, and that is the rules of equity, which came out in 1602 in an action in the UK where someone lost in court. I have the case. They involved the um, exchequer, uh, uh, chancellor, sorry, and they got involved and they opened the case and the party that lost was allowed to have his own witness. That's fair and equitable. So if you have a legal dictionary, look up rules of equity or just equity. It says what is fair, what is just, what is equitable. Part of contract. So a contract is a meeting of the minds where people go ahead by consent to do business. So it's equitable. That's and in the Commonwealth countries, but you'll have it in the oh, Canadian legislation. The Americans have it in their own legislation. There's a section. There's a judicature act. Judicature, as in J U D I C A T U R E, judicature act. Find the section that says to the extent of any controversy between the rules of equity and the rules of the common law, the rules of equity prevails. What does prevail mean? Obviously, it's superior. The reason the rules of common law do not prevail is because not everyone that has been harmed or has had a tort done against them or uh, involves a breach of contract, not everyone under the common law can get a remedy. Whereas under rules of equity, anyone who has proof of harm, self-harm or someone's harmed them or breach of contract can get a remedy. That's why rules of equity prevails. So knowing this stuff, knowing that rules of equity prevails, which is contract or agreement, there is no legislation on earth. Do you get this? This is one of the foundational principles I use under the rules of equity. There is no legislation on earth that can override, impinge upon, trespass or diminish an agreement or contract. So if you were to purchase, let's say, 
some butter or raw milk from a dairy farmer and the legislation says they're not allowed to sell it. If the dairy farmer wanted to sell it and you wanted to purchase it, there is no legislation on earth or in your country that can invalidate or trespass that agreement. Now, I bring that up because dairy farmers have been wiped out in this country. Our farming community is virtually gone. Our um, manufacturing is gone. We had 15 car manufacturers in the 70s. We got none now. So Australia has been routed by these, these pirates that have taken over the world since 1945. But if you have a question, bring it up. Otherwise, I'll keep talking. <laughs> uh, see, well, it's good. I'll sit, I'll sit here and listen for hours. You're um, incredibly knowledgeable. There's so many different ways I want to go about this. I just wanted to acknowledge that the first podcast we did, people uh, loved it. And you told me, you know, you were kind of behind the scenes for 20 years. And I think what's happening is um, you coming out and some of these other people, there's such a need for this knowledge at this time because we are not taught how to find a remedy for what's going on. We feel there's an injustice. We, we know that there's an imposition, but we don't know what to do about it. And you spoke a little bit about um, remedies for vaccination and lockdowns, which I think is really important. Um, and so I'd love you to touch on that. And then I asked you this in the last podcast. So one of the things that I think about is, um, you know, how much understanding am I going to need to go into a store and say, not wear a mask or go into a store and kind of defy yeah. the law when the cops come, because I went to school for law and security. And I remember they would, they would use things like assumptions, right? Like, Oh, let me look in the back. You let me in your house or whatever. They would assume authority and then people would just give that over, even though they didn't have that right. And so there's kind of these tricks, right? And you don't you don't want to get uh, people tricked. And I think it was either you or Tom telling me where you would even help people discharge their mortgage. So I know a lot of people, my dad included, he's like, you got a podcast tonight? I was like, yeah, man, like this guy's so fascinating. I was like, you ever hear about those people who like don't need to pay taxes? And he's just like, yeah, right, Matt. He's like, you know what I mean? He's like, they go to jail. And I was like, I know, I know. I was like, well, a lot of them mess up, but I know, I know people have done it. And I know that, um, you know, it's possible and, and you have had this track record of success, but they can use these little uh, manipulations that you don't know. And then you get caught because you're a newbie. You know what I yeah, mean? And, yeah, and um, yeah. so I was wondering if you could talk on that and then I'm going to throw some big ones at you because we've got these, we've got the individual looking for rights. Maybe you're a small business owner. You don't want to get vaccinated. Uh, you want your freedom, but then we've got these world events going on. Australia yeah. being manipulated by China. I think we're in agreement that we are in a war right now. Um, mm -hmm. Unlike anything we've ever seen. And, um, and sometimes I'm looking for hope. You know, some people are, are feeling like the bad guys are getting taken out. And I would just be curious on your big overview of what you think is going on on the planet. And are we moving into this golden age kind of time after this transition? Or do you think that the evil guys are going to win? Cause they tell you what their plan is and it's a terrible, awful plan, but there's so much goodness on this planet too. And I feel like that spirit, you know, the light and I, the, the, the example I use is like, if you think about spiritual weight or, or, um, in martial arts, we'll talk about the fight, you know, the, the fighter spirit, you know, how much the yeah. fight they have the yeah. spirit to protect you and your family and your loved ones in your community is so much stronger than the fear, the spirit to oppress. And one 
person in righteousness and truth and protection is going to cut through a hundred people trying to oppress. It's just scary when I look at things like China and I see these like microwave weapons and all this scary stuff. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, Oh no. And so that's a lot of my ranting. And I just love for you to pick up on anything there and shoot it back. Matt, it's very hard to find a point to begin. Literally every, <laughs> every statement you make could, could require an hour or two of an answer. And that extrapolates to several days. I'm not joking. Really, there is so much information out there, maybe not always readily available, but First, I just want to make clear to your viewers that I don't do anything in my life that is fraudulent or illegal. And for that reason, I'm still here after 21 years of stopping the tax office, stopping government departments, you know, from ransacking or fleecing people, stopping the banks, stopping councils, stopping anybody, anybody whose authority and wants to deprive people of their rights or their property, I stop, but I'm still here. Now, part of that is because I often do that in another name. That's to protect my identity, though they all know. They all know. So I've even been in courts where they said, Mr. B -b Mr. B Mr. B -b they know multiple names, but they don't know how to address me. So they know. I've also had police and others tell me, we know you're a man of peace. And for that reason, I've not been harmed because I don't harm. You know, I don't break the law, at least not intentionally. I mean, we all have a speeding ticket here and there. And by the way, I don't pay those because the issuer of the tickets is not a court. Only a court can issue a, a fine or infringement. So, you know, there are things that, you can do quite legitimately, for example, exit the tax office, exit the tax fleecing piracy system. But you can't just stick your thumb up or your fingers up, up their nose or anything and say, I ain't paying. That's a belligerent debtor. There are formal processes for just about everything so that you transition from a... Uh, how should I say, a fleecing piracy environment, the public, into a private realm where you're untouchable. They can't, they can't throw a noose out there to reclaim you. They can't drag you back. Once you're outside, you're outside. Unless you trip yourself up. One way is, for example, you're doing lots of business privately and you're never approached you know, you're left alone in peace to prosper and to create wealth or to help others create wealth. But if you start advertising, for example, internet is public realm, newspapers, uh, yellow pages, social media, they're all public realms. Then you're mixing your private realm with your public and then they will come after you and you will, you will incriminate yourself. For example, someone bloated out, uh, you know, I use promissory. I'm not going to mention names, but you may have come across them. I'm going to tell the whole world about promissory notes and you can discharge all your debts with them. And anyway, he got targeted, of course, because he's out in the public. 
Others, especially in America, who've done the same, end up in jail because you're dealing with public instruments or and legislation, which it must all comply with, but you're claiming to be operating privately. And if you use these public instruments to discharge all your debts, the system will accommodate it, but they won't accommodate it if you're out there telling all the other people around the world because there are presumptions that are made that all those other people are slaves because they all agreed that they were slaves or wards of the state or creatures of statute. When they they were asked at some point, is that you? And they said, yes. So people have all agreed to be slaves. And do you have the right to mess with somebody else's property, including their slave? No. So if you mess with someone's property, you can be put in jail. So when I help people, I first, like at my four and two and three day workshops, I that's ask them. That's a crazy concept. That's such a, that's such I a didn't make concept. these rules though, Matt, that's but I wild. know how to play them. Wow. So at a formal meeting, I will say, hey, Matt, you agree you're a man, don't you? Yeah. Do you, do you believe you're a man? <laughs> Fantastic. Matt, I can talk to you. And I believe that all your listeners are either men or women. So, in other words, I can talk to them. If there's any persons there or citizens or residents, get off the flipping call because I can't mess with you. Do you understand? No. Do you acknowledge what I'm saying? Understand is one of those dangerous words to stand under someone's authority. Mm. But you comprehend what I'm saying. So I can talk to people freely who are private men and women, but not slaves. So it's just one of those rules of the game, one of those foundational principles. When you know these things, you can get away with just about anything as long as you don't harm anybody. What are the two overriding laws? Love thy creator, whether it's the government or the creator, because they're two creators. The government creates legal fictions called persons. So they're creators too. Or the creator who made life you get to choose the other one is love thy neighbor so if you go around stabbing everybody and nicking their cars and raping everybody that's a great expression of loving your neighbor isn't it so as long as you stick to two guiding principles you have the right to do as you see fit it's really simple so when you comment about is there hope i'll come back to that later but Never let go of that hope, folks, because the world is already turning and it is going to turn completely. Evil will be gotten rid of, but there's a little bit of a tribulation to go through first. Those who are going to be eliminated are going down fighting hard. That's what we're seeing today. But don't let hope slip. If you're strong on faith, you're untouchable because those people have the promise of eternal life. Don't let that slip just because people say, ah, that's a load of garbage. There's too much evidence all around the earth to show that we do have eternal life. We, This life on earth right now is an interim. It's a stepping stone, and it's a very poor reflection of our future. Don't let go of your hope. 
Now, another comment I would like to add is each and every one of you or living beings are essentially supermen and superwomen. It's just we've been deprived of information and strategies and processes, but we're doing our best to make all those strategies available to the common man and woman. You know, I'm not trying to promote our website. I'm just trying to say that what I've learned in 21 years and 90% was wrong because 90% of everything in life is opinion. Everyone's got an opinion. We're all brainwashed to some extent, but opinions at law doesn't cut it. We got to stick to the facts and 10% of everything is the facts. Stick to the facts. If someone tells you the tax office is not a legal entity, that's what happened to me in 1999, I thought, but she did say the wealthy hide behind trusts and protect their estates and create wealth. I already knew that because my ex-in-law's partner was a billionaire and taught me some skills. So I knew that. But when I heard the tax office is not a legal entity, 99% of our population here, they're a bit like ostriches. They hide their head in the sand and say, oh, bollocks, you've got to pay your tax. Well, I rather have the approach that, hey, I've never heard that before. I better investigate it to find out if it's true or not true. And I wrote to the tax office and their barrister wrote back. I still have the letter. He said he couldn't help me because there are no documents or legislation that created the Australian tax office. There's not one office in on earth that is legal or valid. So if, you, if they're not valid, then why are we paying tax? Because it's a weapon to keep you impoverished. It's the number two no, number one weapon, mortgages, death pledge, that's what it means, is number two weapon. Energy is number three weapon. But Tesla, 1900, lit up an entire city with a little instrument. We don't need power because we get free energy. When we don't need these, when we don't know these principles, we're treated as slaves. But once you know, you can't go back because you're free. So... I sort of lost track then, but well, all of that is incredibly fascinating. And this might be a little bit of a divergent and I will suggest people check out your website because um, it's such an important collection of information that I'm so excited to go through. I've been going through some of Cal Washington stuff um, yeah. and, and you should invest in your own knowledge and just, and you said something, you said a lot of things that are important, but when somebody says something, figure it out for yourself, and then you know. Then you can yeah. you know if it's if it's accurate or it's not accurate. Don't just make assumptions, especially when it comes to your own freedom. One of the things yeah. I was curious about when you, you were chatting, what is this? How does this apply to um, Indigenous or First Nations? So I have some friends that are Mi'kmaq in Canada, and I don't know if this is exactly accurate, but it's something like of the 350 treaties that they made. 348 are, are broken. And so, and then I think about also China occupying Nepal. Compensation. Okay, good. Yeah, China occupying Nepal and just oppressing overtly, even they might be on the, the high ground or the moral ground or, you know, what would be considered natural, fair, and equitable. Would this knowledge help them? And how do you see those situations? Like, could these entities basically just over oppress, even if they, 
know that they're wrong at their own system? Look, there's, there's only so far that knowledge and strategy will go when you're faced with a very, very powerful uh, force that has, you know, has the guns and the military might. Um, there are things one can do at an individual level, even within, let's say, a communist dictatorship, where you can have a, a much greater element of freedom. But for, say, to get rid of uh, China from the Himalayas, you know, or the Nepalese uh, population, or the, that's a huge task. And, you know, to, to get them removed would require essentially an order of the um, uh, UN, and even then the Chinese can ignore it. So, you know, there's only so far you can go when there's a military force, a strong military force. But short of that, uh, the, the original peoples, they can use these principles we're dealing with with rules of equity because everything in life is contractual in nature. Even Adam and Eve, they had to have an agreement before they could have uh, children. You can't just go around uh, forcing your will on others. So contractual principles apply to everything. But the one advantage the original peoples have is that if they were there first, then they have a higher claim to the use and possession of the land that they're on. Not ownership, because even they know, the Indians know, in Australia, the Aboriginals know they are simply good stewards. They are there as caretakers of the land. You don't have to convince them. They already know. It's, it's in their makeup that they are there to look after the land because there's a higher claim to the land. Who created the earth, the sea, and all that in them is? The creators did that. So... But we have equitable title, which is use and possession rights. So the original people have first claim. The, the next lot of people have maybe a secondary claim. And maybe through treaties, they can work out the best use of the land. So uh, the originals have, have one advantage that they are, you know, they were there first. But because of might, you know, the Westerners come in with their guns and conquer, Today, they can, they can seek compensation for what they have lost in the past. And I understand that many are doing that. Um, they can enforce their treaties. Uh, the treaties have been breached. Sorry, it's just the phone. I, I thought I put it on silent. I should have turned it off completely. <laughs> That's all right. Well, and you were also no, saying uh, before the show that you finally had your first vacation and in 20 years. So we were going to do it last week. So I'm glad that, uh, you know, you got a little bit of vacation time. So I'm sure people are trying to get a hold of you and Charlie Ward and uh, Tom Barnett didn't help you out at all. So, um, I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> your, uh, I'm sure your emails are lighting up. They, they're plenty there to answer. And there's a few frazzled people I've noticed, you know, you haven't, uh, I haven't heard from anybody. Well, come on. You know, I work 365 days a year, most years. So, but we have now eight people on our team. 
to do the website, of course, but even some of them are snowed under. So, you know, when, when you have a lot of members, but also a lot of people are just using our non-consent docs, we have a huge database. And then, of course, there are individuals who are asking us to do things which can take a month to do, just individuals. You know, when you are one of a dozen countries or more that have approached us to do a process in their language, that process probably takes full time. And, and my full time is like 80 to 100 hours a week over a month to, to get stuff done for them. Well, you know, 12 times a month, that's a year. Come on. It's impossible. We can't do everything for the whole world. We're doing our best. And when our membership, you know, we we have an extraordinarily high fee for joining our website. It's 99 Australian dollars, about 69 US. We have business, we have some high net worth members who say we've never seen anything like this and your membership should start at $10,000 Australian, which is about 7,000 US. Well, how many members are going to join when that sort of fee up front? We're trying to make it affordable that a peasant can become a member if they want to change their life. You know, we've, I've been told individual webinars are worth thousands and sometimes millions to the right people. Let's just get it out there so that people can use it, you know, but it does put a lot of burden on us. But out of that small $99 fee, you know, we've got eight people we're, we're financing. So, you know, our budgets can only go so far unless we put the rates up. We're, trying, we're, we're not wanting to do that because we want worldwide penetration. So I'll come back now to the first question you were saying about how people can exercise their rights. And for example, with the non-consent processes, <clears throat> there's a presumption made that if the people or individuals don't object to maybe some harmful or maybe even sinister legislation, then they assent to it. So if you don't like something, you need to express to the appropriate authorities that you do not consent to that legislation or complying and upholding that legislation. And that if you're forced to do that, it's under these terms and conditions and you list the terms and conditions. And if they breach the agreement, so there are three notices. It's a three-step process. That's how the establishment works by way of notification. In our, our Bill of Exchange Act, it's section four. In the American one, it's in the Canadian one, I think it's section nine for the terminology. In the American one, it's the division three of the unit form commercial code. That's the Bills of Exchange Act. It, it defines key terms used in that particular act, but it's the highest, um, it's the highest uh, act of any Commonwealth country. And it's the highest act in America is the Uniform Commercial Code. But the Bills of Exchange Act for the Commonwealth is the principal act of the Commonwealth because that act governs commerce, and that's what we're doing, commerce. The second principal act is the constitution because every corporation, like 
the Commonwealth of Canada, must have a constitution which governs what the corporation can and can't do. So, it's, and it's the law of the of the corporation. But the thing that governs the commerce is the Bills of Exchange Act, and you won't find any lawyers that know anything about it. They're not taught it by design. So, once you know some of the key terminology, you can use it. So, coming back to uh, delivery, that's it. Acceptance is completed by delivery or notification by way of notices. So we send maybe a police minister, health minister, prime minister in Canada, for example, because we've got a Canadian set and a couple of other ministers, maybe four or five others. It depends on who they are. Every country has different um, ministers for different subject areas. So they're unique. These documents are unique and specific to each country. We put them on notice, we don't consent. We do it a second time and a third time. When they default the third notice, and I mean by default, they don't reply to it because they won't reply to it because if they did, they would have to answer some questions and they won't answer them because to answer them truthfully will incriminate them. So they won't lie, so they will remain silent. We expect that they remain silent. We position the, the questions that they'll refuse to answer because we want their silence memorialized. In other words, have a public record. We noticed them three times. They didn't answer. That comes then to a disposition of a private default judgment. Now, that judgment can be upheld in a public court but it must be done properly. So the sets of documents that we did uh, are complete in that it sets up the default judgment. You don't have to comply with their legislation. Where they were found a, a little bit wanting was, firstly, what are the damages to you if they now breach this agreement, this default judgment? So I've put in there a whole complete new set of documents. I'm just having it vetted by a contract law lawyer that works with us. And uh, he may not do anything to it. They may be tight enough, but I just like to have it vetted by someone within the public system to confirm that it's tight. And then we're putting them up there because in them it, it lists what the uh, amount of award is if you are damaged. Let's say, for ex example, a vaccination issue. You've noticed them, you don't consent to being vaccinated. So you are now absolved of any obligation or duty to be vaccinated. They can't force you. And that includes wearing masks, anything to do with vaccination, social distancing, all that crap, the right to visit people in hospitals without being vaccinated, the right to work without being vaccinated. Because when you go to work, when you um, began work, they had some very specific conditions of employment and you accepted it. So that's a contract. They can't change the terms of the engagement midway through the engagement. They must get your consent. And if you say, I don't consent to being vaccinated, where was it disclosed when I first joined? They can't force you. And if you are then sacked or your position's terminated, you're damaged, you're entitled to compensation. It's also discriminatory. So you can get a big payout. 
So what we've done to further the process is when there's a breach of the agreement, that's your three notices, you can then serve the respondents, all of them, and the party that breached the contract. Let's say the ministers are the respondents, but you got the police knocked at your door and they threw you to the ground and vaccinated you. Well, those police will also be respondents, but so are the ministers because everybody from authority down is included. We've put it in our documents. So now this, the specifics are if you're vaccinated, let's say the, the, the penalty is 100, the breach of contract is 150,000 Canadian if you're not harmed in any other manner, you just receive the vaccination. If, however, you were harmed in any capacity or you were made ill or you died, it's not just the 150,000 Canadian, it's 10,150,000 Canadian per person involved in your family. So now you send out three successive demand notices, each with its own invoice for the amount. Any uh, registrar of court will say, if you want to go after someone, send them out three demand notices, each with its own invoice. That's all taken care of now. It's just not online yet. And after that, when they default the third demand notice, you can then lodge in your court, depending on which country you're in. Some countries have a statement of claim. Others have a writ. Others have a notice of motion. All the same thing. It's an originating application for the amount of the 150 or 10 million 150, depending on what's happened in your position. And the documents have all been done, but they're Australian documents, the court documents. We I'm not going to go and do all the different countries' legal documents. All of this has taken me three weeks. So it's a huge load. And uh, But all people have to do then is just copy and paste. Copy and paste in your Supreme Court's documents. Just go online, look up Canadian Supreme Court, for example, and look for the originating application or statement of claim and the associated documents. You'll know that by looking at the Australian process <clears throat> uh, and looking at the equivalent forms and then look at, because universally the forms are very much alike. You just look for the equivalent forms in your country and then just do a copy and paste of all the pleadings and particulars and the affidavits and other documents. So hopefully people start uh, getting successes in court. There are other documents, uh, which legal documents, you know, for courts that are without a defendant. If you haven't been damaged and you just want, because you've got a vaccination, you can go in for compensation by putting in an originating application ex parte, which means without court. So a registrar can look at your support document and say, yep, you had an agreement. They broke the agreement. There's the amount of the award that uh, for the defaultee. That's you because the defaulter is always the other party. And therefore, you're entitled to that. And a registrar should just be able to rubber stamp an award for you. Has to be tested. We haven't done that here yet. Three years ago, we did six of these uh, applications ex parte, five against a bank for mortgages and one against the tax office for a big bill. And we're fighting the system there and 
Usually a judgment is made within a week to 10 days by a registrar. You know, if you um, had an outstanding credit card debt, for example, you didn't pay and they took it to court, you didn't put a defence in, you'd have a default judgment against you in lightning speed. Well, this is very much like that. So they should be able to make a judgment against you. But in those six cases, we didn't get any judgments. And I wrote to the Attorney General, I said, do you condone this behaviour or conduct and is that not discriminatory when we're entitled to a default judgment? They didn't even give us the courtesy of a reply other than to say we acknowledge uh, receiving your paperwork. So, but the thing is, if even if we don't get the judgment, if the whole peoples of earth we're doing this against the perpetrators. I think it would put them on notice that we're stepping up and look out. Now we've got other, in, in all the processes, there are also an instructions section. So you work through the instructions. We're putting together also little webinars to walk people through the process. But in the instructions, there are multiple options that you can do to help um, push your um, settlement across the line. For example, getting them notarized so you can carry it in the car. <clears throat> um, I've done the documents also for the common law, uh, private common law movement all over Australia, Canada, America. There are common law groups uh, forming where they make decisions against the establishment. For example, the right to free movement, uh, not the right to not be vaccinated or free choice. They're making judgments, but what I've seen around the world is that the governments don't seem to pay much heed to the common law judgments. And when I've seen the paperwork, like I'm a judge on, on a local one in my region, which is near Mullumbimby of all places. Yeah, I'm not too far from there myself, but... We've had two proceedings, two different days proceedings, and we really, the first set was not bad. We came up with some judgments. The second time, all three cases were deficient and effective. You know, they'd done affidavits. There were no originating applications or documents. Well, where's the mechanism to bring it to court? And secondly, the affidavits didn't have sufficient evidence. You can't make a claim out if there's if there's not evidence. We can get it through by witness box, putting the applicant through a witness box process, but there was still the floor of no originating application. And thirdly, uh, they expressed that the defendants were served by mail. That's a flaw. They must be served in person. And uh, they were given seven days to uh, reply and file a defence. Well, internationally and universally, a defendant is given 28 days if they're within a country and longer if they're outside the country. That's just principles of equity at work. Sometimes it takes longer than a week to answer a statement of claim, let alone deliver it and serve it and everything. So they did a lot of things wrong, but the, the main organiser was saying, well, we've complied with the international common law court 
instructions. He gave me hard copies of an American one as well as a European one. And there are multiple flaws in both processes. They need to be reviewed. And I'm going to review them when I can find half a microsecond. But is there any wonder that the common law movement worldwide is discredited and not recognised by public, the public or the public system, authorities and courts? Because they haven't got their own act together yet. So what I'm saying is we better get our own act right first before we expect them to swallow the decisions that we make. You know, we should be able to, the process works, no question about that. You know, you get sporting clubs, sometimes they have team members that have a scuff. So they meet round the table with an arbitrator, they come up with a mediation, they call it, they, they sign a mediation certificate, it then goes to a court and the register just ratifies the decision. So the process, you know, you get arbitration with um, trade unions. They, they have uh, arguments with government. Then they have a meeting, they come up with a decision, the court just ratifies the decision. Businesses have wars. They get together over a meeting, they come together, they make a decision, go to court, court just rubber stamps the decision. The process is recognised. Only if our processes within the common law movement are defective, it will never be recognised. So what I'm saying is let's get it right from the beginning. So I've put a whole bunch of documents together for an Australian, we call it the International Common Law Court Australia, but a Canadian one can just say International Common Law Court Canada and use the documents because they're not specific for Australia. It's a format. It's a format that's been put together. So we can, you know, if you follow the process, serve them appropriately and in the appropriate manner, give them the appropriate time. They don't put a defence. You can put in now an application for order for default judgment ex parte. Don't need an open court because they didn't put a defence in and they won't. There is no defence to our kinds of statements of claim. I can promise you we know how to draft these. I've had professionals tell me we can do it better than any lawyer. Anyway, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that after 21 years, you do have to be an idiot not to know something when you're full time. So they will never put a defence. So if we have a common law court judge and the process is properly followed, then you can get an ex parte decision in your favour, then take it to a registrar, have your evidence that you followed the standard procedure, universal procedure, and they should be able to ratify that judgment too. Now, if it's against the government, well, it still remains to be seen. But if we've got our act together properly to begin with, then we've got a much better chance. That's how I feel about it. Now, we've done another process. It's called the lockdown non-consent process. So you can travel wherever you want to go when you've done the three-step process. They have, by assent, agreed that you have the right to travel freely wherever you choose and not to have to uh, uphold or comply with legislation such as 
social distancing and all the other garbage that goes with the lockdown. Now, I know people are being stopped. Actually, a border here got stopped going to Perth, the other side of Australia. It shouldn't have been stopped because a lot of people are reporting to us now, not just from Australia, internationally too. They followed processes like our CV19 lockdown process. That's one of the webinars with the documents that supported in the shop. And they, they say, oh, we traveled and um, we held our position at the border and eventually they let us through. You know, one came here to the Gold Coast from New Zealand with a family and the uh, officer said, well, you've got to go in that long queue there for quarantine for two weeks. He said, well, thanks for the offer. That's all it is, an offer. He said, I don't consent to it. I reserve my right to travel. He said, you've got to do it. He said, under what authority? Oh, there's this legislation. He said, am I not a man? He said, what do you mean? No, no, answer the question. These are on our podcasts online too, by the way, real life situations. So you just, just follow the process. Are we in agreement that I'm a man and my wife here is a woman and those are my offspring, not children. Children is a creature of statute. He's learnt. So he said, well, I guess they are. No, 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 it's not guess. It's either yes or no. Which is it? Am I not? Am I a man? Is my wife not a woman? Are these not my offspring? Well, yes, but what's that got to do with it? Thank you for admitting that I'm a man and she's a woman and that they are my offspring. How does your legislation apply to a man or woman? He said, if you don't get in that line, then we're going to call, you know, my supervisor. I said, be my guest, bring the supervisor. He went through the same protocol. Supervisor lost their cool, got the airport superintendent, said, you've got to get in that queue. He said, no, I don't have to go. My understanding is that rules of equity prevails. That is contract or uh, agreement. And that involves consent, informed consent. And I don't consent. With respect, I don't consent. And I reserve my right to travel. So they got flustered. They said, well, where are you going? I'm going to see my mum on the Sunshine Coast. He said, are you going there for two weeks? He said, yes. He said, as long as you reside there for two weeks, we'll grant it. They have no authority to grant it. But line of least resistance, he said, thank you for complying and thank you for saying that I can do so. And that's where they went. And then we've got people who go from hotspots in Victoria, which is the number one state. That's where the world order is bringing in this lockdown in Victoria, Australia, testing everything out there. Well, people are traveling from hotspots to outside hotspots without passes. They hold their position when the police come to their window. Am I not a man? What's that got? No, no, that's not the answer to my question. With all due respect, please answer the question. Am I a man or am I something different? Well, you look like, no, 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 I don't look like anything. Yes or no. I'm a simple man. I understand yes or no. Am I a man? Yes, thank you. What authority are you relying on to tell me where I can travel or not travel? Oh, it's Police Powers and Responsibilities Act or COVID-19 Act or whatever it is. doesn't matter. It's an act. That's an act, isn't it? Yes, of course it is, and everybody has to follow it. I said, well, I don't see my name in the word everybody, and I know this works because that's what I do in court. 
when police or anybody else says, Your Honour, it applies to everybody. And I'll look at the mouthpiece, whatever it is, and I'll say, can you point out where my intellectual property, my name, is in the word everybody? And he'll be scratching his head and I'll ask him a second time and a third time. After the third time of not answering, by default, you win. Your Honour, he agrees that my are we done here today? So you say the same thing to the police officer on, on the road. Where is my property in the name everywhere? Oh, you're a smart are you? Are you, are you attempting to intimidate me right now? Are you threatening me? No, 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 I'm not threatening you. It sounds like a threat to me. So with respect, sir, am I a man? legislation applied to me. And by the way, here's my passport. It says on the front inside cover, the Governor General will support the holder of this passport to travel free from the... Are you, are you um, an employee of the Commonwealth? Oh, no, the state. Yeah, is the state part of the Commonwealth? They won't answer. But, you know, you're asking them set up that they will fall on. And when they don't answer, they default in your favour. So when he's subject to the Commonwealth, which they are, then all you have to say is, aren't you compelled to uphold this contract? The Governor-General says he will uphold this a contract and you're trying to breach it. That's an offence. So that tells me. Now, by the way, our Constitution allows free travel across the states. So are you going to now default on our constitution? And by the way, the International Covenant on Human Rights allows all humans to travel freely within their country as well as internationally. Now, I never said I was a human. I just said the International Covenant on Human Rights permits free travel across Earth. Are you interfering with a treaty now? And I looked at him and said, Sir, with respect, do you have sense that he was making a claim on human? I know I'm a monster to some of you, but you know, we're a man, a private or a private human. So if no legal meaning of pain, we can comment. Can you hear me? Because we torrential downward background. Yeah, I can. Yeah, the internet's just started to get spotty there the last uh, three or four minutes ago. So it feels like last yeah, time where we yeah. got. We got an hour and a bit, and then uh, the internet gremlins try to shut you down. Yeah, well, we have uh, quite heavy rain outside at the moment, so that probably will help to interfere. Anything sure. could be happening. It's for eight months here, we had good internet. Yeah, well, you said, uh, I think you said after the Charlie Ward episode, um, it got a little bit worse for you. And 
I just wanted to, to chime in with what you were saying. You know, I'm aware of people doing what you're talking about. And when you have that knowledge, I, I believe what you're saying is true and accurate. And so I would invite people to go to your website so they can go through those webinars and they can start testing it for themselves. And the more individuals who are empowered and understand it, they can apply it and then they can teach it to others. But we first have to take the time and energy to understand it so that we're clear and have enough comprehension so we have the confidence to apply it because you know there's a lot here and um it sounds like the webinars and the teaching in there is super important i learned a lot of this you know i do a lot of things that uh other people think are are crazy with you know just resisting overreaching authority which i which are just very very basic from doing law and security so um, I definitely agree with what you're saying and invite people to go to your website so they yep. can learn more. Um, I don't know if this is going to work. I think the internet is going to cut out on us, but um, what yeah. else, what I'll ask you is that what, what do you want to leave the w listeners with? And if, and if the internet does cooperate, I'll ask you a follow-up question, but just in case it doesn't um, I'll ask you, what's the most important message you want to leave everybody if, if the internet's not going to cooperate with us. Uh, okay, well, the first thing is one people they don't have to spend 21 years learning this. If you're prepared to devote five to ten a week, you can learn this six months, tops 12 months. If you just seven, 32, doing more, there's some common denominators between them. All different subject matters, but the rules of equity prevails across the lot. So, in a handful of hours and over a short period of time, people can learn to be very confident. So, you, you can change all the other message I want to leave. I'm sorry, I'm being off. Is very powerful. You learn to not make this any longer. That's what a debtor does. State aim is an offer. When you learn to ask questions, and I call these setup questions because your spirits are up to fail by being silent, and you're going to become very, very powerful and very, very successful. Each and every one has the ability to do that. We just got to change our thinking. Stop testifying. In other words, stop talking and learn more. Ask the appropriate setup questions. Either writing or orally, and you'll see you start uh, getting successes virtually straight away. One of my students was a man called Nick. He had his own dojo in Victoria. I did people down there. Very short after, police officers come to his dojo because he had bought people were congregating there. So he went outside on the property and stopped by officers coming on site by using the man principle. And my source of the right questions. 
about a week later, three police property. You also had, I think it was the health minister. And after about an hour of questions, Nick to them all left. So he held his mission. So we can learn to do this. Am I still there? Oh, yeah. I think I'm gone. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you, but it's it's you kind of sound like a robot. So I'm following. <laughs> I would I we wish may. it was clear, but uh, yeah. I, I can definitely make out what you're saying. Okay. Look, I do apologize for that. The rain's actually stopped, but it seems that we're affected. We are actually moving house in about two months from here, so hopefully we can get a a, a new start for eight months without interruption. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, other than that, I'm happy to come back. We might have to try a third time then, Matt. And I do apologize for that. If you can still hear me then, Matt, if you have any other question that I can address, if you yeah, wish to you, continue. Yeah, well, Mark, I would talk to you all day. I would sit here for as many hours as you could endure. I wouldn't move just to uh, um, get as much knowledge as I can. It's so important right now. And, and thankfully, you're, you're cleared up a little bit from before. But I just wanted to make sure that you you were able to kind of share what you thought was most important, just in case the internet didn't cooperate. But I'd love to have you back a third time and a fourth time and, and as many times as you want to come back. But I know a lot of other people are going to be wanting you on the show. And and part of what I'll do is try to support you in getting to those uh, other shows that can help you reach more audiences and what you're sharing, because it's so critical to understand right now. Um, one of the things that I wanted to go into in depth was yeah. it was your view on how the world actually works and and what is actually going on here um kind of like some big big picture things like how is this world working how do you see this transition going um because if we are in a war scenario and there's these big players these you know what what do you whatever you want to call them world controllers global elite cabal many different names but people with immense power and influence who are architecting and engineering our societies yeah. and they're not for the common good and so i was just curious if you wanted if you could lay out kind of yeah. your view of how you see the world working and where we might be going how this transition is unfolding well i i can only Really talk generally, Matt, because firstly, I'm not connected to any of the really influential high net worth people that are amongst the third enemies that allegedly control the earth. I only get drip feeds like you do from third parties who claim to know some of these people, and you know, we're trying to assemble the jigsaw puzzle from third parties. So if you really want to go to the top, in my view, it's very clear it's a spiritual war and was from day one. And, you know, we have our creator and then we have an adversary that was flung to the earth for 6,000 years to control it. And the creator has already stated that they're going to keep their hands off the earth to give mankind free will for 6,000 years. 
until such time as people realise that having the free will seems not to be working too well. You know, we're going to destroy the earth again. Now, whether it's 6,000 years or a metaphor for a longer period, it's still to be established. But the uh, forces called the deceiver are part of what we call mammon or government. And government had an authority from uh, Samuel 12, verse 6, 1 Samuel verse tw uh, chapter 12, verse 6, where when Samuel the prophet that was in the uh, uh, Palestine, there was no such thing as Israel, that's a myth, but, you know, they, did, they had um, no earthly king and the people wanted an earthly king there, the 12 tribes, which, by the way, the Hebrew tribes, the white race, uh, originated from the 12 tribes and they know precisely where the 12 tribes went and uh, they they demand us uh, tell the creator that they wanted an earthly king well eventually they got an earthly king so the creator granted it so there's your source of authority for an earthly king which became government but the creator stated quite clearly in that those paragraphs from Samuel 12, verse 6, that to the end of the... Oh, sorry. It's Samuel 8, verse 3, to the end of the chapter. My apologies. Samuel 8, verse 3, talks about the earth, uh, what, what the king, and it was King Paul, it was King Saul turned to King Paul, would take a tenth of your increase, would take your firstborn for the military and what the king would do to you. The government has gone way past that today. But, you know, we were put into a position of bondage because our forefathers chose it. We don't need an earthly king. And part of the remedy is get rid of government, have our elderly prophets uh, run the country. Uh, where was I going with that? Sorry. Uh, just keep me on track a little bit, Matt. While you were uh, oh, the, yeah, you're talking about the earthly, yes. the earthly king, right? And then that yes. was the government. The earthly king. Yeah. They're, they're, we were the second creation um, and there's information online about that, but the first creation were inorganic and apparently reside in the hemisphere and they're very jealous. They don't have emotions and they want to come to the earth but cannot do so because there are microorganisms that are detrimental to their health. Now, if you want to see uh, a good example of that, look at the last Superman ever made where the kryptonites want to terraform the earth and dry it out so they can, can live here at the expense of all life forms. So anyway, wait, apparently wait. there are family... Yes? Oh, well, I would like... I'm super curious about you sharing that because from studying with the one of my Native American teachers... He said that there was a race of beings basically that lived four miles up. Is that what you're saying? Some, yes. Something along those lines? Yes. And he said something similar about their demeanor. Um, he also said that, uh, you know, that they potentially feed off humans. 
um, like they have their own farms and fields and stuff. And I was like, holy crap, he goes way, way, way out there. Um, but it's so fascinating to hear different people who go all the way down the rabbit hole and who I know do their research and, and are doing amazing things on the planet. There comes this synergy. So I had never heard another person say that until right now. And so you're saying that in the Bible or, or somewhere that there was another race of beings that are, that are living. Do they, does it say where they live or how they were created? He was saying they the, live in ships. The current Bible doesn't go into it because something like 25 books were taken out of the Bible by the, um, by Constantine around 320 to 325. But I have those books. You can buy them online, missing books of the Bible. They do go into the archons and um, they go into our history. And, you know, you'll get a much more rounded picture. But um, those, th this race is, is um, look, the earth, there's a book called The Club of 300. And there are 300 members of the royal or 300 royal families that run the earth since the times of Atlantis and even before. And, you know, you don't become a prime minister or a president unless you're one of those family members. You're groomed for it. So uh, the thing is, even in the States, it appears there's a war going on between families. You know, you've, you've got different groups and the group that has been running much of the show in the last maybe 100 years is, is the Kasarian Mafia um, cartel aligned with, you know, Jesuits and to some masons there's a lot of overlap between these different groups and then you've got the other side which are the zionist jewish masons as well and even some of them are jesuits too i mean trump appears to be both a mason uh, these days a jew he became a jew apparently and he's also a jesuit so i mean there's a lot of overlap but there are two different camps at war, and it looks like Trump is a different camp to the uh, Obama, Clinton, and earlier uh, Bush's camp, and that the Trump team are now uh, taking over. But what I see personally is that there are two, two different world orders, but ultimately it's still the world order, and although Trump seems to have been doing a lot of good. There are still a lot of question marks in my mind. And, you know, I look at the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible. It talks the elect. Well, the elect are usually the hierarchy of the world. Even the elect will be fooled. Now, what they're talking about is a world leader that comes along that appears to be uh, a man of the creator. I don't use the word God. The creator could be uh, a race of people and doing the right thing. And then once he's got total control, then we find out that he works for the adversary and then the exterminations begin. So 
I'm just keeping very alert to see where this really goes. But what we can do, uh, we can do things on an individual level and a community level and even on a national <clears throat> Am I still there with you, Matt? Yep, yep, you're sounding pretty good. Right. I was on a call last night, actually, but we had a real problem with the internet, so I could hear the others speaking. They could only hear me broken. We will reconvene, but we're meeting groups from around the world that are part of an international organisations uh, who are getting successes. You've mentioned some of those names already, Matt. I, I don't want to go into names, but what, what they're looking for are strategies and that's something that we do a lot of. So do some of the others. Uh, one of the parties is a, an Irish lady that is a professor and she used a process I've been teaching for about 12 years. She's the first time I've seen someone using it in a commercial sense. That is an Arkeel's heel of indemnity insurance. We have a lot of uh, our keels, heels, uh, so we have a lot of strings where we can uh, attack a respondent party or group uh, by their our keels, heel. And the indemnity insurer and indemnity insurance is one of them, one of many. Maybe I'll do a module on our keels, heels next. But anyway, this lady had approached two carriers in America who... Um, uh, they had announced that they're going to, to, to uh, nationally and internationally have to be vaccinated. They'd announced that, just like Qantas here in Australia. She approached the CEOs and said, I'm going to have the companies dissolved because you people are now trading um, insolvent. And they said, well, how is that? We make a profit. She said, well... You're now going to put uh, um, policies out where people have to be vaccinated to travel and you're going to cause that much damage that you're going to have lawsuits from many, many people and you don't have sufficient cash flow to pay out on it. So your indemnity insurance isn't going to cover all that either. So you're trading now insolvently. What came out of that is a third airline that was formed that where people will not be required to be vaccinated so she used it in a commercial sense and that is brilliant anyway we were on the call last night and then afterwards we had a private call so uh, there's going to be an alignment across the world so that we those who are proactive can share strategies so that we can implement those strategies in all countries universally very very powerful and i suggest that's partly why that some of us are being targeted to stop it wow well that that definitely gives me hope and i remember seeing something along the same lines of a video where where people were losing hope and he said well put in the chat box how many people are gonna not vaccinate no matter what and so everybody said no 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 and then he said well that's your new economy right there and this economy and this spirit and this group and this collective is on the side of truth, freedom, yep. um, you know, harmony, natural law under the creator. 
And we want to work together with other people. We don't want to infringe on anyone else. And we would like freedom to move. It's all natural and harmonic. And if you want to go get a vaccine and you want to do whatever you want to do to your own body, you can go ahead. We're not interested in that. We're interested in our own solutions and our own way of being. Um, and so I feel like that energy and that cooperation is going to create incredible solutions. And the one thing that gives me hope with when you speak and when Cal Washington speaks is you're understanding the system in which that they are operating under. And so there are enough free people with knowledge that we can create a movement and systems um, that will provide us another opportunity. You know, like there is infringement that's coming very, very quickly. And at the same time, they're using that system that we're just unaware of. So the more of us that become aware of it, use that same system to either um, avoid it or create something different, then we're out of their jurisdiction and we can just take the airline where we're not vaccinated. We can, you know, learn to go through borders uh, without having to opt into these draconian measures. And so um, I definitely see something coming with a potential uh, you know, with this election and everything going on with the U.S., it does seem like China is attacking the U.S. Um, do you think that that's going to sort itself out or do you see um, potentially China coming in and, and being more overt with their attack on the United States or anywhere else? Because I know that they were they were doing something in India as well. And I've seen something with weapons. Do you see that playing a role or do you think that's going to kind of sort itself out and the good guys might be able to win that battle as well? I see it there putting it out. Uh, Biden, in, he's, he's a communist, then there'll be no more problems. They him in and then they take But with Trump, is a real adversary to China. And if, if um, many saying the go into war mode you stay but I would suggest if that occurred and um, be a global confident you're so foolish that they will risk that may I um, may I not but I'm, I'm always optimist and I have good reason for that because I believe we are created and as a scientist we are created Makes mills me scriptures from the floors of Britain and it's basically wrecked and therefore eternal life. I don't necessarily worry about the now, but what I want people to say we are not alone. Apparently, there are at least 200 species of humanoids visit Earth. And they may not be outside of the dome. They may hide the dome. I have an ancient Japanese map which same and flag of Earth model inside an Antarctic, which is boundary in water with five continents and the continents on the side of Antarctica. That's where these other races possibly be coming from. 
what I know is that there are more benevolent visitors than the Sarah able to intervene to make sure that it's safe. Now, I also met um, a German years ago who came here that wanted to meet. Um, am I still coming over? The internet just got really bad and spotty, and it sucks because I can I basically make out what you're saying, talking about uh, the different map of the world. And I have heard that before, and I'm so curious about that. And again, a lot of, you know, I've gone to Contact in the Desert, a lot of different guests on talking about different races. And so it's interesting to see where the synergies lie and where experts agree upon the same thing and where they differ. And with the indigenous uh, elders I trained with, they all spoke about many different races. Um, and they yeah. said some are good and some are bad. And so, um, you know, I, I think the internet's just kind of gotten worse and maybe we'll give you, we'll start with that one on the third podcast. Uh, maybe in a few weeks, we'll give you some time. Um, cause I, I am so curious about that. That's kind of what I, I like to dive into the big picture stuff. Because I think yeah. for the listeners, what's important is that everything you're speaking about and every question they have about law and understanding the court systems and anything that they could think of, it's on your website. They can go find that there and begin their education. And so yes. whenever I have someone that has gone down these rabbit holes, I always like to ask them the really big questions on like, what do you think is actually going on here? Where do you think humanity is going? And what can we do to be a part of the solution? And I think that you have great knowledge in all of those areas. And I have a deep respect for you because you've been working, you know, it's funny because you don't have to work. You could be kind of retired and you could be using this for your own gain, but you recognize and know as part of how you live your life and what you've learned and what you've seen, how imperative this is for other people to know and be able to comprehend so it can empower them and improve their lives. And that's going to improve the lives of their family. It's going to be releasing them from the bondage that most people don't even know that they're in. You know, that's one of the clever things is people don't even realize that they're slaves in the system and they're working and doing all these things that they don't want to do. But now it's becoming a little bit overt. So I just have a deep respect for you for committing to working so hard to help people, um, you know, end and limit their own bondage. So uh, I definitely invite people to go check out your website to go through all that stuff. And I really want to sit here and listen to two hours about, uh, you know, these other races and, and all these different things. But since the internet is getting a little bit um, poor, I'll just get you to leave us with some final thoughts and, and thank you so much again for coming on and, and for all of your work. Uh, I have a cell match. You know, I have worn off anyone from the public sector. I've learned that years. So if I'm last standing on a hill and I have what I want, firstly, I have my company. And secondly, come for next if there's else left. So we need to educate the world to stop these pirates and plunderers. And that's why I'm very proactive with it. The other things, my do you know, when I'm on my death, the physical body, 
you know, and, and my daughter says to me, Dad, you know, you say when you were younger you had a free world. How come we don't have it now and why didn't you do something about it? I don't want to be able to say to her, well, you know, I was lazy. I put all my energy into it so that, you know, we can all make a contribute to a better world and a freer world. So, yeah, I will share um, a, a story in the next time about someone that I met. So, you know, I like to inform people that we are not alone, that there are forces there looking after us. Um, and the last thing I'd like to say is that I hope people are encouraged to do that little bit of studying on a regular basis, plan it in, because it will make you a superman or superwoman. You'll become free. You'll have peace in your life. They'll leave you alone because there's a public record on all of us, whether we're wusses, easy walkers, or whether we're staunch and cost them too much money to you and you'll get a bag say leave this one alone go and pluck someone who's an easy one so it's up to us what record we leave behind so if you just go on oceansempowerment.com if you do and just start the learning curve and it's not difficult people tell me all the time they listen to somebody else they didn't know what they were saying they listen to me and they say you, you speak simple english so we try to make it as easy as possible. I'm a simple guy, believe it or not. And I like my peace and quiet, but when someone wants to invade that space, look out. We know how to protect ourselves. So I guess I'll close up there, Matt, and thanks for another great session. Uh, Mark, well, thank you so much, man. And I and I really appreciate your work and everything you're doing. And I, I absolutely... Uh, second what you said about being here on this planet and, and having to uh, face up to ourselves on the other side and our family and our loved ones and, and what we want to do here, you know, who we want to be. And so uh, I just appreciate you and your work. And I'm so grateful that I can uh, now have a path to, I, I don't know what the right word is, but uh, basically make that education for me faster and easier as like, uh, I forget what the proper word is. Somebody out there is going to be knowing it, but just make that path easier for me. So I'm really, really grateful for that and looking forward to it. So uh, thank you so much again. Um, if I can support you in any way, let me know. And I highly encourage everybody here to go check out um, uh, Mark's website and we'll have more uh links about the i'm curious about you linking up those books the missing books of the bible and i'll and i'll put all the links in the show notes as well so if people want to find more about you definitely go to solutions empowerment and uh, we'll stay in touch we'll get you back on the show you've always got an open spot here whenever you wish so thank you so much mark it was a, it's been a pleasure and mark too matt and listeners for um coming on the show Look forward to the next time. Sounds good. Well, enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we'll chat yeah, to you soon. Yep. Bye All for right. now. See you later. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.